The mayors in black want you to know that we think black lives matter. People of color matter. LGBTIQA plus lives matter. People with disabilities matter. We think all populations that have been systemically oppressed matter. We hear you. We see you. We know we benefit from these systems and we want to be better allies. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Mares in Black, episode 52. This is the newscast for mid-September, kicking off our performance series. We are the Model Horse Podcast for hobbyists, by hobbyists. I am your co-host, Jackie, and I am here with the amazing, the talented, Heather. Hello. (laughs) What's up, girl? Nothing. That's good. It's Friday. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Bye, have 40 weekend. Uh I'm going to take a nap. Nice. After we're done. Nice. Then I'm going to drink some wine. Excellent. And watch some TV. Nice. Sounds like a good day. Yeah, uh, not I, bad. I am going to uh, get up a little, or not too early tomorrow, because they're doing a one-hour live stream of gameplay for Age of Calamity at 9 oh, nice. a.m. Oh, I'm very excited. Very excited. Don't you have an ice cream social to go to? I have an ice cream social to go to tonight. But let me tell you, when I say Age of Calamity will trump that, mm, in a heartbeat. (laughs) We're totally stealing that ice cream social. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so my husband's podcast is, they're they're interviewing somebody who's involved in the I Love Rocky Road video, you know. His podcast is Weird Oz. Yeah, his podcast is Weird that don't know. That's the, yeah. And Weird Oz's so, yeah. song called I Love Rocky Road is parody of I Love Rock and Roll. But so they're interviewing that guy as, as one of the <laughs> things. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. You look it up. It's on Google. Um, so one of the things that they are doing with because they do a lot of live like Instagram stuff. So one of the things they're going to do, they're doing is uh, they're having an ice cream social. I had to go out and buy Rocky Road ice cream, which for the record, I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's, just, it's gross. What is it? It's marshmallow and chocolate in chocolate ice cream. And what else? I, I want to say there's there's probably a nut component in there too. With the marsh, I don't like marshmallow. That's the texture. I love marshmallow. If the texture grosses me out, but while I was out shopping, I also found cho- um, cookie dough ice cream with a chocolate yeah. base with a chocolate base. So that came home nice. for me. We've been on a sherbet kick. Mmm, sherbet's good. So we got some rainbow sherbet, and we've been mm. pigging out on that. I like a watermelon sherbet. Mm, I love delicious. watermelon almost anything. Yeah, I do too. Good stuff. Cue Harry Styles. Yeah. <laughs> no idea what that means. He's pop singer. He used to be in uh, One Direction, and he's got some watermelon something or the other song. Okay. <laughs> Super popular. Yeah. All right. I'm sure it is. I just, I don't know. You've heard it on TikTok. I'm a square. I don't. You've heard it on TikTok. I do not watch as much TikTok as you do. (laughs) Well, it's kind of hard to avoid. It's like every other song. Yeah. Well, again, I've been pushing my TikTok algorithm differently than yours. So probably not seeing the same stuff. (sighs) Yep. I know. I'm a drag. You are a drag. (laughs) You're a big old square. Yep. As if that's the worst thing I've been called this week. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I, irony. Thy name is.
Did it come out your nose? She's telling me to shut up because it came out her nose. <laughs> no, but I might drown. Hang on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So you're playing video games in the morning. Yep. I'm watching other people play video games in the morning. Oh. I, I've, 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 I've sunk to play. that level, so. <laughs> For an hour. Doing that. What else am I doing? I'm doing some interviews. Right. Um, And at some point, I'm hoping to dress up like a fool and go in the park and take pictures. Woohoo. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm probably uploading all the albums mm-hmm. for the photo show tomorrow. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because loading is t- is this week, right? Loading's the first yep. of October. Yeah. But I want to get that taken care of. Yep, so it's ready to go. Yep. Okay. And I don't know what else. I'll probably try and hop on some interviews with you. Okay. Oh, I'll be so the first of the welcome packs will be going out at some point this weekend. Yay! Or Patreon. It's 100% happening. All right. Yeah. So 51 dropped today, and we've gotten a ton of shout outs already yeah. for that one. I think this, is, this one's going to be super popular. The numbers are already really, really good for only being out for a few hours. Well, I think so it's, a, it's a good, good and timely subject matter, I think. Thanks for all the shout outs and compliments. We actually, my favorite shout out was from uh, Infinity Briars, who thanked us for shouting out the ramen fly sheet. <laughs> It was awesome. It still just tickles me. <laughs> no new countries, I don't think. I haven't checked in the last 24 hours, okay. but but I'm thinking it's a no. All right. It's like we go for weeks without anything, and then we get a flurry. Interesting. The word gets and around. I, think, I missed sharing this, but I thought I saw Vincent, uh, Vincent say that he was the Belgium listen. Oh, okay. Was, that makes sense. If it was Antwerp, it was him. Okay. Cool. Well, thank Which you, I'm, Vincent. Yeah, thanks, Vincent. We appreciate that. We appreciate it very much. All right. We're going to start the performance series this episode, talking to performance shore extraordinaire and doll maker Anne Field of Field of Dolls. In this yeah. Episode, in this episode. That was a good interview. That was a good interview. She's fun. I like her. She is fun. And then uh, next show is going to be Aaron Corbett. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, if you you don't have a preference, no, we'll I, don't, do I don't. I can go okay. in any order you want to put them in. Yeah, forty four. No new countries. All right, sweet. All righty, and uh, no corrections either, eh? Not that I am aware of. I I checked the email right before we went to record, and we don't have anything right now. But that doesn't mean that's there's not corrections that'll come off fifty one since it just went out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, we'll pick them up next time. No big. All right, so we're going to take a break and we'll be back with the news. Oh, so early. Can we get a coffee or something? Maybe something Cuban? Oh, hello there, citizens. I didn't see you there. Splain Man here. The Mares in Black would like to thank their generous Patreon supporters. Our new supporters, Leslie Osborne, Heather Morton, Susan Boyer, J.L. Levi Kroll, Jocelyn Cote, Joe Heaps, Elaine Lendeleff, Shannon Rogers, and Kristen Sermelli. And as always, our herd nerds, Allison Piraeus, Andrea Brigadier, Anne Field, 
Ann Hudson, Brianna Ashkar, CJC, Cameron Clough, Cynthia Wyatt Briley, Danny Udris, Darlene Stoddard, Eclectic Equines, Elaine Bordway, Aaron Michelle, Heather Bullock, Heather Jackson Lane, Holly Connor, Jana Wright, Jenny Lambert, Jennifer Wilson, Jessica Hardy, Katie Niles, Kelly Weimer, Kenzie Williamson, Laura Heidkamp, Mackenzie Ferguson, Madison Parkinson, Maeve King Devery, Mary Reardon, Megan Smith, Mel Boynes, Melissa Hart, Michael Price, Robbie Ramirez, Samantha Buckert, Sandra Gibson, Tammy Blankenship, Tegan R., Teresa Bazell, and Yashka Howard. The Mares in Black, thank you. Okay, we're back with the news. As always, we lead with our news because it's our show. (laughs) You know, if you don't toot your own horn, Heather, who's going to do it? Uh, Irony. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes. So our Patreon going strong. Yeah. yeah. We are up to 73 as of today. Holy cow. 73 patrons. That's amazing. Who would have thought it? I know why we were. It is amazing. We I'm hoping for 20. Thanks, really? So- 20 was like, yeah. I put 20 in the little goal. It has a little goal ticker. Yeah. We got that in one day. So Thank you, everybody. We Thank really so appreciate much. it. We're really working on more fun stuff to do. Like we've got the photo show coming on now, but yeah. we're talking about having... And we have the we have the Discord channel, which is super fun. Yeah, I got to do some Discord channel management. I meant to do that today, but I have been under the weather, so. <laughs> but it seems like we have a solid base of like new girl fans. Yeah, the the sitcom. Oh, so really? Maybe we'll have we'll start having watch parties. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and people have asked for collection tours so we might have oh well actually collection I'm, tours to do my i'm getting new shelving in my basement it is going up as you know kind of as we speak there are two two new shelves are up uh there's a bunch more kind of in pieces all over the spare room so at some point i'll be loading probably what's in my office down there so uh awesome do some of that that'll be cool and we're actually uh for the show we're going to do artist spotlight and if you're a patron, you can volunteer to us mm-hmm. through the patron and we, we'll uh, put you on the list to spotlight you. Nice. The Mirrors and Black Spooktacular Photo Show is in entry phase right now. It will probably be right beginning at loading when this hits the airwaves. Mm-hmm. You can check that out. We've got a, we've got information on the blog. It's also on the Mirrors and Black page that links to the group on Facebook. And you can, uh, I'm going to start putting up the albums this weekend so that on the first they're ready to go and people can start loading their entries. Excellent. We have, I think about 35 entrants right now. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's a nice number. Pretty good. Yeah. Excellent. All right. NAMSA. Nothing from NAMSA. Not a surprise. It's that time of year. No. Uh, Briar. Briar. We've got a Briar. couple of throwback Thursdays. From, from the Briar. From the Briar. We have Misty. Mm-hmm. Old standby Misty, who is the longest running model in the line. Yeah, as I say, I think there's always been a Misty in the line. There's uh, since 1972. Yeah, okay. Well, when they started her, started with her. Yep. 
First introduced in 1972, Misty has gone through several versions of her Palomino coat, but she has never fully ceased production in those 47 years. That's amazing. Yep. Like every- and I have two, I have two Misties. I have a regular run Misty and then I have a four-eyed Misty. Oh, nice. So I, I have a regular run and I would like a four-eye, but I haven't ever like sat down. I, I think that was probably one in the back of my mind. That was one of the things I was going to hunt for at this Briar Fest. And then it didn't happen. And then so. it didn't happen. I was going to look for a Vanesque, but. <laughs> so maybe someday. I mean, maybe I feel someday. like that's an attainable version of Misty. Yeah. I mean, four-eyed Misties are rare, but they're not. They're not crazy rare. rare. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. And we talked about it. Perhaps the Briar Fairy will hit my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> and sometime. <laughs> hey, guess what I got? Hey, where did you were interested? Ah, what else? So, also, we had a Throwback Thursday featuring models from... Yeah, the Throwback Thursday is to VIP events. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since 2012, the Collector Club events have taken taken place across the country, coast to coast. Yep. And have included tours of gorgeous horse farms behind-the-scenes experiences, and a tour of Briar HQ. We were at that one. Yes, we were. They had to cancel 2020 because of COVID. Mm. And let's hope we get to do these again sometime Yeah, seriously, because they are so super fun. They are, are fun. Mm-hmm. We, let's see, I've been to... So the models that are here, I've been to uh, Big, Big Easy Bash, Bash, Chasing the Chesapeake. Chasing the Chesapeake, Scottsdale Surprise. Yep. Or, Scott- was it Scottsdale? Wasn't surprised. It was a Scottsdale. Sw- no, no, it wasn't soiree it was, either because that was Seattle soiree. I don't. I want to say. Sh- I want to say showdown, but I don't think that's right either. I don't remember. Anyway, anyway. I think I've been to three. Yeah, I've been to those three. three. I didn't get to go to Chicago. Nope. I was working. I feel like, and I wasn't pulled for Seattle. Yep. Same here. And I don't know what that rejoices from. I don't either. That must have been one of the specialty models. I don't know because the other five are all the. The ticket model. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Someone will let us know. So there's somebody screaming yeah. at us right now. The name Going, of the you event. Dummies, and they're how also can you screaming. Scottsdale Stampede. Yes. There. Stop screaming. There you go. We got it. <laughs> Grandma's slow, but she's old. She's, she got it. She got it eventually. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Oh. <laughs> so this this episode's gonna be a treat, people. I know we're both we're kind of, we're both kind of punchy. Yeah. Stone Stone will plug Moonline Madness and Spooky Sequel Photo Show. Woo. They're having a live event, live streaming event with Amy Showalter on uh, Halloween. Yep, you won't be there because you'll be with us. Yep. But you know it's okay. All right. <laughs> we're doing it. a live. We're doing a live stream where we're announcing the winners for the photo show. Yes. And Splay Man is coming to sit in, so be great. Jackie may like be there and then have to leave, or may come later yeah, because well, she's she's very important person. I am. <laughs> I'm into. Well, um, it depends on what the local if if there's right. a local thing or not, which I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet, and I'm so I'm thinking there probably is not. I but would we'll local see. things sound bad. Well, the local thing we normally have is an outdoor event, so. And if it's scaled back on people, which it it might be, it might happen. It might not. 
So, yeah, so Moonlight Madness, they'll have probably Halloween-themed stone horses for sale and contests, probably a costume contest. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen details yet. Yep. Um, and then Spooky Sequel is the photo show they're running right now, and that's run by Elena Lim and Ellie Figment, I believe. Yep. That was who ran the last show. At any rate, they run a good show. They do. So that's going to be uh, – those will both be super fun. Nice. Nothing for Copper Fox. Yep. But also not super surprising. Now we got a bunch of photo shows. There are a bunch of I'm photo so shows. I'm so glad. So Pumpkins and Ponies photo show is probably Casey Jervis is hosting this. And she normally has a Pumpkin mm-hmm. and Ponies live show. So I'm sure right. this is what she's doing. She's basically holding her show virtually. Yep. Nice. Anfield, who is our guest today, is also having a photo show. Hers is taking place starting November 1st, right after our mm-hmm. show ends. I, is it oh, and, entry opens November 1st, entries close the 27th, and judging begins the 28th. Hmm. Is hers all performance? Uh, I don't know. It looks like it. Yeah. Uh, judges are going to be Anne in other performance, Marissa Spence in English, and Liesl Dalp in Western. And I know you don't know those names, but they're Region 10 people, and they are good judges for those divisions. So that is going to be nice. People should know Liesl. Yeah, well, yeah, yes and no. But like Marissa is like... She's a local phenom for sure, but they're both very good yeah. judges. So yeah, yeah. I should really get my act go for the gold photo show. That's uh, getting close to being closed out by the time this airs. I think you'll have a couple of days to get in under the wire. Mm-hmm. Go for the gold live. So they, they're still looking for entrances. Region seven. It benefits old friends, hmm. which is a thoroughbred yeah. retirement home. Packets, judges, Sydney Epley, Melissa Meter, Marissa Helling, Angela Morlock, Cindy Evans Yates, Julie Matz, Mandy Yance, Laurel Malsby. Yeah, I'm not sure who it's, you know, it's a, it's a Region 7 crowd kind of, but I don't know who's running it. Yeah, I, I could still be don't one know of who's them. holding it though. Could be one of them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Go for the Gold Live has got a pretty extensive class list. It's pretty inexpensive. So uh, take a look. Excellent. I'll have a link on the blog. Yeah. Uh, to do. And then what else have we got? The 12 days. Oh, no. This is not a show. This is better. The 12 days this is of Christmas micros. Awesome. This is awesome. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Holly Connor, who is Celtic Knocked Studios, mm-hmm. and it says Petting, Pettingill? Pettingill Studios. Yep. Is that Sydney? I believe that's Sydney Lickety or Lichity. I'm not sure how to say, say her name. At any rate, they're doing micros for the 12 days of Christmas. I believe it's $4.99 and you get 12 micros. That's $499, not $4.99. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Hello. I know, but you know, you're going to say that and somebody's going to be like, well, and that, that, that includes shipping. Uh huh. And you get one for the, each of the 12 days of Christmas. Plus, I believe there is a spare micro. Sweet. A bonus micro. And it comes in these, if you look at the link, it comes in this cute packaging. It's got these little hand stamped baggies that they come in. Yeah, they're really, and they're really doing cute. Reveals of the pieces that are going out right now. The picture of this one is like a grazing horse switching its tail. So I think this is a great yeah, idea. Yeah, this is a fantastic idea. It, it sounds steep on top, but if you think about what micros cost loose, it's pretty. Yeah, I was say Maggie. I want to say Maggie Bennett's are like thirty-five bucks a piece. 
So that's 350 for 10 of them. Another 74, two more, plus shipping them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's about right. And that's, um, oh, Kelly Seely. Mm. Kelly Seely had a live event today. Kelly Seely. So I didn't think it would, I've screwed my time zones up and didn't think it was going to go before we were going to record today, but it did. So I caught the tail end of it. Kelly has been promoing this with little tiny pictures, super grainy close-up pictures of microbes that she was going to reveal and was saying really cryptic things like 3,000, you know, horses and something like that. Everybody's like, what in the hell is she talking about? (laughs) So what she did is she debuted a micro capriole, but the deal with this is that it's, it's a you can custom order your micro capriole and it has independent base, independent mane and tail. The legs move. You can have it sticking one leg out. You can have them both tucked up under it. You can have wings. You can have horns. You can have can cloven have... hooves or not, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is all sorts of crazy. Yeah, I'm just looking at this. This is uh, my little brain is going to explode just looking at this. Yeah. So her math is that. With the combinations aren't endless, but there are 3,000 different combinations you can come up with. Damn. So there's no way she's selling 3,000 of these, at least near term. Oh, yeah. So so technically, you you could have no two being alike. Yeah. Now, that's not going to happen. Right, because she's got at least... I think that it's an interesting idea. She's, you know, kind of, she's got two at least that are already like pre-designed, like you know, two or three of them that are... I'm sorry, four. Right. That are basically, you could just be, yeah, that's the one I want and order that. So I am unsure. The ones she showed today on the stream were obviously 3D printed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these are going out as pewter. It looks like she says she tailor makes the model 3D print, especially for you. So it will be a 3D print. Yeah, that would make sense for 3000 combinations. There's a especially interesting unicorn that has... It's almost got hippogriff features to it. It's got a, almost like a lion-haired chest yeah. and a liony like tail. I mean, this this is just such a, you know, it's like taking what Maggie did with Dora. Yeah. And with the, the different hair preps and going to an extreme with it. So I I, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, this, this is, is going to be really cool. Oh. Can you have two feet forward? Yeah. Oh, two feet mess. forward, two tucked, one, one of each. Oh, my God. Uh, this bat horse is cool too yep yeah yeah the bat horse is dope yeah <laughs> the bat horse comes on a gold mirror cloud shaped base which i'm like i, I yes i'm down for that <laughs> like i really love that cloud base too yeah so cool way to go Cal. yeah smart 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 and finally mave king devery is having a photo show Wartaw photo show this is mave is in australia but it doesn't matter because it's a photo show yeah so it's it's the beauty of now photo showing online you can show your horses internationally she's doing uh, i believe satin flats and uh, micros for division champions and then they're having a supreme champion that's going to be a full-size traditional horse oh wow nice so yeah so this looks like it's wartaw is a flower by the way that grows in australia oh okay so yeah this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun nice all right. That's all, all right. the news. 
that is the news. And we will be back with new releases, yeah. which is really like none of the plastic people got nothing to say this week. So we has a sad. <laughs> the Mayors in Black would like to thank our generous donors to the MIB Spooktacular Photo Show. Mel Miller, Mel Miller Equine Art. Anna Helt, Dream Flight Design. Ann Field, Field of Dolls. Joe Heaps, Break the Mold Studios. Jen Constantine, the studio of Jen Constantine. Nikki Button, realistic equine art by Nikki Button. Kathy Wood, Timber Trails Tack. Danny Udris, Savvy Appy Studios. Jamie Cho, Horse Models Galore. Danielle Dunn, Mustang Girl Artworks. Holly Connor, Celtic Knot Creations. And Brianna Ashkar. The Mares in Black, thank you. All right, we're back with new releases. All right. I know I just said OF Plastic doesn't have anything, but we lied. We did. So we, uh, we'll stick Wea in here real quick. Wea in Germany, oh. who who has done Brigitte Eberl's little shrink, shrinkies, most notably Gustav, yep. has now released. Um, I know we talked about Sharif. Sharif before he's available now, okay. which is the high-stepping Arabian Stallion by Brigitte. Mm-hmm. But they also snuck Lance, snuck attacked, attacked us with Lancelot. Yes. So they're the standing warm blood that she's done with his head held really yeah, high. Yeah, he's like so the classical herbal resin is a Lancelot. Yeah, yeah. So those are both available from Wea. They'll probably, the first round, just like Gustav did, will probably sell out like that. Mm-hmm. But they're open production numbers, so nobody panic. Yeah, there'll be we'll more. Have link on, we'll have a link on our blog. There will be more. That, <laughs> Looks like Sharif is black or dark bay, and that Lancelot. They usually have two colors, but I haven't looked. The Lancelot they're showing is a uh, Pinto. Bay Tobiano yeah. Pinto. Pinto. All right. So that's all your OFs for now. For now. For now. So moving into the artist editions, we're going to start. Yana Danlova. Thank you. Yana Danlova, <laughs> Delier Studio, Mishka, who is a lame little bit scale laying down horse who's kind of like with feathers he's kind of like turning their head back and looking at their feetsies very cute it is very cute i think we talked about this piece when it was in progress but now it's ready to be ordered it's a very little peaceful looking looking guy yeah you need like a barn cat in there you do like laying on his flank he's like hey kitty what's up and it is the return of lynn fraley this is nice I put a deposit down on this. Yeah, piece. I'm thinking about it. Lynn has released an American saddlebred named Fire Firebright McDonald, and this is like this model really suits Lynn's style. It really does, really well. It's got a great expressive face. It's high stepping. I'm not sure it's racking, but it's, it's not. It's trotting. trotting. And just the. Just kind of some of the little details, the the pivot in with the back upraised hook. Oh, I I love the back. I love the back end where that leg is. She really, she really gets kind of the mechanics. I don't know what size this is. It's traditional. Is it traditional? It's traditional one nine scale resin. She stands nice, ten and a half inches tall, thirteen inches long. Very pretty. The first painter I thought of when I looked at it was Mel Miller. I just, oh, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Just Mel Miller just hit me upside the head like, Mel Miller's going to paint the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really 
Really great piece. I'm super excited. I love all the rippling in the neck and stuff yeah. like that. And I was going to say, yes, this suits Lynn's style, but I also feel this is a little less stylized than some of the things she's done recently. I, I Yeah, I think so too, but... Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, uh, I think it's a hand in hand thing. Yeah. I think, you know, she's still like, she's a good artist. She's oh, still yeah. evolving her start. She hasn't stagnated, but I just, yeah, I just love where the legs are in, in relation to this. I, I, I can't describe it, but it's just like, you know, horses don't travel and their legs don't travel in perfectly straight lines. Right. They, they draw up. Yeah. If you ever see a jumping horse, their legs don't, unless it's very loose, their legs don't hang perpendicular to the ground. No. They draw them up inside to their chest and their knees go out. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like there's there's more lateral and medial movement. There's more mm-hmm. side to side movement than you than people think. And this this horse yes. has got a lot of this. I yeah. Like I love what her pectoral muscles are doing from the front. I also. know. I really like I that. know. And I'm waiting for someone to be like, what's that lump on his chest? Oh my god. No, that's no, you that's supposed I mean? to be there. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited yeah. by this piece. Oh, very nice. Oh, I could have another really fancy unpainted saddlebred resin in my collection. <laughs> sitting in my sitting house. In my house. Yeah, that'll be Isn't anyone ever gonna open their books? I know I had to put a monitorium on buying unpainted resins because I just I have too many. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I keep would really like to add that, that one to the collection. <laughs> and then I put a deposit on it like uh bad. Bad. Like, wait for a painted piece, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on to painted artist editions. I like this. Conveyor 12 Studios has redone the Brigitte Eberl Fjord. Yep, Geronimo. Into a halflingler. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. And this paint job is exquisite. Yes. And the meal, they just knocked the halflinger yeah, really that like face right is out of the park. Perfect. The face is perfect. The shading is perfect. If you look really close, there's some dappling on the underbelly. Yep. You know, the little, the little, that little softies they get on the bellies. The mane and tail were seamed to work with the breed. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the forelock. Oh, I gotta I do say, too. I love the forelock. I like the forelock that's fluffed up and you can, he's got a marking underneath it. Yep. Hmm. So this is Conveyor 12, I believe is Joanna. I want to say Duek, but I'm I'm thinking it may be Duke okay. and we're just pronouncing it wrong. So let us know, Joanna. What a nice little driving pony this is. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm. Very, very cool. Mm. Delish. Ah, Brie Cundiff with a Bennett. Let's see. Oh, look at this thing. Uh stop. <laughs> right. Stop. <laughs> So Bennett is the, uh, oh, I can't, I'm going to forget her name. It just escaped me. Uh, Kim? Yes, thank you. It's, it's her, it's her, um, Curio scale, like hunt, like American hunter pony kind of model. Yeah, Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, it's a little hunter, could be, a, you know, a Welshie or a, yeah. a part Welsh. But this is really, mm. look at his little face, Heather. I know. I love Bennett. I like this paint job, too. Bennett. I always say that because no one ever gets that reference when I talk about Bennett. But there was a a Saturday Night Live and Taylor Swift was the guest. Mm -hmm. And there was a skit with her and Adam Sandberg. And I forget the other actress that was in it with her. But she was the roommate that wouldn't leave them alone while they were trying to be have couple time. Yeah. 
And so they were like sorority sisters. So they would jump on hug each other. And every time, and every time he would interrupt and say, Hey, you know, we're trying to be alone. She'd be like, Bennett. <laughs> You're like a connoisseur of Saturday Night Live. I love Saturday Night I know. Live. I've read all the books about it. You've seen I every episode twice. I've seen every episode. That is true. Funny. And I I have a soapbox about that. I can hear people out there going, well, I used to like it back in the 70s when it was good. It was never always good. No. It's a, it's, it's, a live sketch show. Yeah. It's always been hit and miss. Yeah. They've just mythologized yeah. the 70s shows. If you go back and watch them in full, there's plenty of stuff that can doesn't Can we talk work. about the pony? <laughs> just let me finish okay. and we can talk about the pony. All right. I thought you you were done. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. And you're rude. Well, it's rude for us to be like, oh, here's this great model. Now we're going to monologue about Saturday Night Live for five minutes. (laughs) And then move on to the next thing. All right. Let's talk about Bennett. Let's talk about Bennett. He's very cute. He's very cute. This color is amazing. I like the gradation this goes from, from being very dark on his forehead to being very light in his flankies. He's got dapples mm-hmm. and he's got herring and he's got a rather annoyed look on his face. Like either that or somebody scratching his butt too hard. And he's kind of like, it's like, Hey kid, <laughs> come back here with that carrot. <laughs> <laughs> he's really he cool. He's really cool. I like him. Bree did Very a great pretty. job. I guess it's a Roan, right? Yeah, it's, it's a Roan. Like Roan with a dark forehand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so next is this Rua painted by Lynn Fraley. So Rua speaking, yeah, speaking, speaking of Lynn Fraley being back. Oh my now god, she's, she's painting stuff too. Yeah, so like it is. So this is Rua. So he's part of a pair of horses. This is the one that's on the ground, kind of like going to his friend, knock it off. And she's painting him a, a leopard Appaloosa, and he is really, really nice. And he's yes. open for offers. I think that ends today. I believe so. Yeah. He is a pretty him. boy. I love her paint jobs. I was always loved her paint jobs. Oh yeah. They're super matte and powdery and subtle. Yeah. I love Lynn's paint jobs. You just don't get them very, you know, at all. Look at the pinking in the booty. It's just I so. Know. His butt is so cute. Yeah. He's a cute boy. Mm. He has Stephanie Blaylock written all over oh. him. I'm sure she's like slapping her hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No it's good to see Lynn back. Yeah, it like, is. It is good to see her back. Hopefully she'll hopefully this is practice to start glazing again. Oh maybe. my gosh, right? Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh Zebra Strip Base. Speaking of powdery, wonderful paint jobs. Uh, this yes, is I've been watching her do this Dibley. Tegan Davis. Mm. We have talked about this Dibley and in progress. This is Dibley done. Oh, he's beautiful. He is beautiful. He's a soft, beautiful buckskin, and he's named Panic at the Disco. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and she's got a little blue eye and high whites. He's adorable. He's really he's cute. He's just adorable. And she's also got um, one of Maggie's, the micro zebra, drinking out of the drinking out of the um, little pool that we talked yeah. about a couple shows back. Yeah, that's the I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Huave or Hoove or I don't know, but she's done it as a little quagga. It's very cute. It's very cute. He's up for auction. Mm-mm. 
Delicious. So cute. So cute. So cute. Moving on to customs. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh, that's right. Oh, shut up. That's the mini. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So we're talking about a, a stable mate, Mini Croy. And it's this is Elizaveta Shirieva. And Dapple Gray. EA Studios and the, a wonderful contrasty soft dapple gray. Mm, I can't believe this is the little one. Dark points, just so gorgeous. So gorgeous. so gorgeous. The herring, when you zoom in on the pictures, she's got yeah, it's little hair like God, I, I can't. So yeah, good. It's, it's outrageous. <laughs> I just yeah. Why is that a stable mate? <laughs> Someone help me. Like so, up for offers. Help Jackie, please. I need a lot of help. Uh, up for offers on uh, model horse sales pages right now. Uh, not to say that it'll be when the show comes yeah, out, but, but you know, if you have a time machine, if you have a time machine, go get on yeah, it. Get on it. Also, please take us back to. Uh, I'm not sure. 2000. Actually, take us back to 2000 That's... and fix that election, and we'll avoid this whole thing. Yeah, as I say, I'm not sure how far back we need to go at this point. At least, and 2000. I really don't want to live through the 80s again. <laughs> no, no, but I think we could cut it off at the past at 2000. Oh my gosh, they stole that one anyway. You know, I mean, really, we might not know each other. Then it might be an alternate universe where we don't meet. I think we'll still get into a fist fight over Namsa. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're just light and fluffy. It's fine. <laughs> Boss Equine Design has done a mini Halloween Albie, just, and it's the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. on him. <laughs> so it's a pinto pattern, black pinto, and the pinto spots are ghosts, and it's wearing a witch hat, and it's amazing. It's so cute. Oh, and it comes with a cape, too. Nice. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> She's calling it Albie Witch. It's already sold, nice. but it's adorable, adorable, and you need to check it out. Oh, look at that. That's fun. This is, I believe, Jennifer Boss. Yep, Jen, Jen Boss. Boss. Jen Boss. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. China. Oh, Jen, this is this Boreas we've been looking at, right? Two Boreases. I see that. She's got two clay bodies. She's been working on a head down one with a loose mane and tail, and then she's got a braided one. Wow. That, that, that one doesn't even look like. I know. That's incredible. I mean, she's done extensive work on the one with his head down. He's nice. Yep. Job, Jen. Yeah. Keeping the China alive. Yep. Like, for real. Like, the only place I can actually see is in his head and his booty. Yeah. Because she's feathered him and put hair all over his yeah. neck and lowered his head. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's it's almost impossible. Like, I mean, he's standing, right. it's like he's standing next to one that's got to be cleaned. So it's like, oh, okay. When I look, I can see it. Yeah, the one, and then the other one that's minimally modified does have a tail... Yeah, has the tail braided with a ribbon and has the mane. It's like a roll braided up. Yeah, mm. cool. Can't wait to see yeah, how those, those turn are going to be cool. And then when are we moving into? We're moving into tack. Tack oh, and props. God. Oh, this this medieval set is unbelievable. Like, I think I'm going to cry during this. Segment. Red anima strikes again. Russian attack maker. 
I have several links here for her different, she has different sets of pictures. So the first picture, it looks like it's a CM Wyatt. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah that's what I was going to say. That it just shows the saddle and bridle. This is, uh, again, a medieval set. So it's, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's. She says she's she been says dreaming she's been of it think- since 2016. Yeah, she's been thinking about making this since 2016. Yeah, that's Wyatt for sure. So cool. Yeah. This is a really cool Wyatt. Too. Yeah, this is a really this, cool Wyatt. Props to them. Yeah. Then she shows, she goes progressively through blinging the set out more. Mm. So we have a set where she shows a close-up of the bridle and you can see the headstall and the stud work and the, the piece that goes down between mm-hmm. the forehead. I don't even know what the name yeah, of that is, but, but it's, it's very intricate, very detailed work. Her work is always really clean and you can see the hints of an under blanket, which was pretty common mm-hmm. in medieval times to have a decorative kind of sheet under what the horse was wearing. Yep. So then the final picture is of the whole thing with the sheet. Yeah. Mm. I love that little braided closure on the front of the sheet. You see it? I know. It's amazing. Yeah. So, and it's lined as well. You can see it flipping up. She probably has wire in there. So to give it movement. And so it has this kind of medieval diamond pattern, red and yellow and white sheet under the saddle. That enclosures, like Jackie said, at the front, and then it's kind of a mustard color lining on the other side that she has wired so that it looks like it's peeling back with the horse's movement. That's incredible. Yeah, this is a really, really, really amazing set. Beauty. And what else have we got? Take off, eh? Oh, this sunflower saddle is going to be nice. So this is in progress, but we haven't, I don't feel like we've talked about Heather Morton Desert Night Creations very much. Well, she's, I don't know. She's, she's, you know, she's been kind of like dialed back a little bit. But this is the particular pictures of her working on her sunflower set. And I guess it's Western. It looks like it's going to be Western. It looks like it's going to be a parade set, I think. But she's working through this dark leather, stamping the dark leather and stamping out and painting the sunflowers Mm. into the set. So, and she's got a whole, whole progress on her Instagram page of doing this. So that's going to be really cool when it's done. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have a link to that on the blog. The blog. The blog. Uh, For other, Kitty Cantrell has a micro cow. (laughs) She calls it generic dairy cow. Yeah, it looks like a generic dairy cow. That's not incorrect. And it's so cute. It is so cute. I just want it so adorable. It's a little tiny and you can see it in her little hands. And it's, got, it's, it's got little it's horns. It's got its little tail attached to its bum or to its leg so it shouldn't break that easily. It's got an udder. I'm worried about the udder teats, but you know. I think that. We'll, we'll see. see. So uh, those are available 40 bucks. Not bad. From Kitty. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. And what else we got here? Holly Connor. Holly Connor. Multi hyphenate talented. Oh my God. Holly. (laughs) So this is a great Dane and she's painted it brindle. I don't know where the Dane came from. Is it a briar? It's a briar Dane Dane that's she's customized the ears. So it's not cropped. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. And it's a really, do they dock them too? He's not. No, 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 no. They only crop ears. They don't dock the tails. But, Uh. um, but this is a really, really nice brindle on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a dog expert, but it looks really good to me. Yeah, no, this is like, 
I really like a red brindle. I think it's a really cool color, but it's, I don't know. It's not like the way people want to do a horse brindle. And this is really right, good. Right. I really like him. He's cool. Excellent. Mm, way to go, Holly. Yeah. Very nice. Joe Heaps, Break the Mold Studio. They have made a micro stable. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> That's true. Until somebody did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could put your whole, you could make a whole micro stable. Right. So this is a video and they are showing off it without the roof. It's got, looks like four stalls, three stalls, <laughs> four stalls. And the, the doors move and you can, there's a manger inside. It's amazing. That's cute. Very nice. You can put your little micros in there and they won't be homeless. That's right. They'll be safe and sound at night. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, Georgia, Georgia Ween. This is an older piece. I meant to get it in the last show mm -hmm. and I just couldn't make it work. We had so many slots filled up, but I left it in our saved okay. because I love it. Fair. But this is amazing. This is amazing. This is a rosy medallion by Mel Miller and she's painted it Roni. Uh, varnish leopard app with a blue eye yeah. and i just i cannot she's pretty <laughs> uh, yeah i agree i cannot she's very pretty very the soft translucence on that eye mm. blows me away yeah it's a blue eye but it's not like you know frank sinatra <laughs> but it has depth right yeah. it, it feels glassy yeah. it, feels it feels like, like a, oh, it feels like a horse blue eye <laughs> yeah yeah it's gorgeous Love this. Love it. It's the medallion sold. But, yeah, but it's very nice. But worth noting anyway. Yes, absolutely. Beauty. Beauty. All right. We are going to take a break and we will be back with our interview. Jackie's interview, really, with Anfield. Waratah Photo Show is an online photo show with eight divisions, 60 classes per division, including fun classes. The show is hosted by Maeve King Devery, and prizes include satin ribbons for first through fifth, micro minis for champions, and a traditional scale resin for supreme champion. Check out Waratah Photo Show on Facebook for class list and more information. Entry fee is only $10, and there's no class limit. See you there. Greetings, everybody. This is Jackie from Mares in Black. I am here with my usual co-host, Heather Malone. Hello! And we are both joined today with dollmaker extraordinaire, Anne Field. Hi. <laughs> Almost feel like I got way too many accolades already. Wow, wow. really? <laughs> and. Oh, no, it depends on the day. Some days I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I can do anything. And then there's days like, oh, yeah. Um, okay. So. Dude. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I know Anne because we both did a lot of performance showing up in Region Ten um, back in the day when we could still have horse shows, and I could get to them. Um, so, Anne, what got you into performance? Well, <laughs> that is actually a multifaceted question for me. Fire away. So I, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I started out in halter, like most people did. You know, you take your horses, you go to a show, and you meet people, and you go into the room of people you don't know, and you go, "Oh my God, why did I do this?" But I realized very quickly that I do not have an OF collector's eye, which is totally a thing. And I don't possess it. Yes, I'm it also is. a yeah. really, really bad painter. Uh, can't sculpt all of that. So the halter side of things for me seemed like just a huge waste. I was like, 
I am not putting anything into this. I'm literally taking a horse and putting it on the table and I have nothing at all to do with the outcome. And I know halter people are going to get mad at me because they say there's so much more to halter showing than that. But I felt that I had nothing to do with the outcome and performance showing is all about details and miniatures and horses and, you know, literally playing with our toys. So that was fun. Um, and I got into it because I went to a show that had both halter and performance. So my first show, I almost quit because it was, well, something I've talked about in other places. But yeah, I, I came to the biggest collector show in the Northeast with my shelf models and it was bad. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that again. Blowout, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I had nobody to ask because I didn't know anybody. Oh, well, I had it. My first, my actual first halter show was Briarfest Live. God. Oh my. <laughs> I got my, my, my ass handed to me royally. I, so I, I feel you. That. I would believe that. <laughs> wow. I did the, the Briarfest virtual show this summer and I was like, okay, I got a fourth. Woo! <laughs> that's good at that, that is. yeah yeah and and that's uh anyway so i'm a focus i'm bad at this so i go all over the place but jack why knows. we're here good good because we will um so i was at a show where there were halter and performance classes so i'm like okay well you know no harm in trying it out i had a western saddle that I made from a real Rondo kit and a doll. And that was actually part of the other thing. I was like, I make dolls. I probably should at least sort of use dolls a little bit. So I tried it out and I showed six classes. Five of them were Western. And I got a lot of uh, advice. I think I placed once like a sixth place in like Arabian costume, maybe. Because I was actually an Arabian costume maker before I made dolls. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Trivia. I, I, I kind of fell into it in sort of a convoluted way. It had to do with the opportunity was there. Um, uh, Ann Harris was judging and she, oh God, she's great. She's fantastic. Cause she will explain every way you've screwed up, but in such a helpful way that it's <laughs> yep. like amazing. And there, there are some judges where they tell you stuff and you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when Ann tells you you did everything wrong, you listen and you go, oh, I didn't notice that. I had uh, changed something in my Western trail documentation to say lope over bridge, which later I found is not a thing anyway. Um, but she told me because it had said uh, canter and I was like, OK, well, it, it's Western. It's got to say lope. And I changed it. And then she pointed out to me that whatever I had changed was irrelevant because I had put the horse in the wrong part of the pattern. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind <laughs> of a big deal. And it's just little things. And, and over the years, uh, you know, I've, I've had other little things said to me. And uh, sometimes I'll forget. Sometimes, you know, depending on who the judge is, you can go, okay, and sort of pass it by a little and I know that sounds horrible but there's certain people you kind of know are I mean, judging I on pretty pony syndrome kind of well I, I find that sometimes there are judges who think they know about a subject and what they when they will come to you the, the thing that they will pick upon upon the entry is something that is like 
the example that's coming to mind is the hairstyle on an OF model. Oh, yeah. Like no, like that's completely irrelevant to us, and it's, it has nothing to do with how good your 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 performance actually is. And P.S. It's OF. You can't change it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. And whether the horse has braids or not doesn't doesn't really impact how well it's executed. Yeah. Also, also, some people don't unbraid their horse in the real world. Yeah. So it's really kind that's of that's true. I've totally irrelevant. seen that. You know, it's not a because good that picking that point if you mane, ask me. Right. Yeah, well, the unbraided mane is just goofy looking. So yeah, I mean it's not a good picking point when you have somebody that that's their picking point. You're like, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> no, and I mean, and, I, and uh, bouncing off what you said, Jackie, I totally, totally feel that. Like therapeutic riding is one of the two things that I know from the real world because uh, my son Travis was in therapeutic riding for years. I volunteered at the therapeutic riding barn when the kids were at school. And I had a judge once tell me that my entry was incorrect because they never trot in therapeutic riding. And I was like, what? That is literally everybody's favorite part of the riding lesson was the trot. And Uh. yeah, it's not super simple to do because you have to have at least one of the sidewalkers gripping onto the rider's leg and running next to the horse. Some horses don't like it, but usually they don't make it to be therapy horses for very long. But, you know, every once in a while you get a piece of advice from a judge or a shower where you're like, I know that you're wrong. And you just go, uh-huh. Yep. And kind of, <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. I'll keep that in mind. And then you move along because it's like, what are you going to, you know, get in a the fight like you're on the internet? That's silly. <laughs> it's, that's not the time and place for the internet. This is the not argument. the time and place. The internet is where we do our fighting. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh my! So you got a bunch of advice from Ann Harris, and you you got home and decided you love performance. No. Well, I maybe probably it was way better than um, my first halter showing experience because. <laughs> I felt even right from the start, even not doing particularly well and having things that I needed to fix and I knew I needed to fix, I still felt like I had something to do with the placing. And I didn't go in expecting to win anything because, well, that would be silly. I had no idea what I was doing. It's like I put the stuff on and I'm like, well, it kind of looks right, but I didn't really know and I knew I didn't know. So I kept all of those realistic expectations in mind and took all of Ann's advice and the advice of the other showers who jumped in to help me out when I was clearly struggling. And, you know, uh, I remember the first show. I'm not positive what the second one was, but uh, slowly I, I figured out performance and just having like goals that I had some control over was a big deal. Cause like with halter, if I'm not painting it or, you know, able to find the most perfect example of an OF model. I don't have the eyes for that. I cannot see them. I can well, see and any- Halter is much more about the philosophy and the subjectivity of the judge anyway. You, yeah. can, you can have, I can have my Orinoco on the table or something of that level, one of my herbals yeah. painting by Nicker or something. And, you know, it could, to me, clearly be the superior horse on the table and it'll get bypassed for something completely different and maybe it's fair and maybe it's not it doesn't matter but you once it's on the table like you have no control like it, yeah. it is all up here for the judge whereas 
I always agree with Jackie on this performance. You control your fate a lot more. You can at yes. least get yourself into the top three or four. You know what I mean? That was then, definitely and, well, and then it comes down. I mean, if the judge, like you said, Jackie, if the judge gets it, then it comes down to really nitpicky stuff. Right. Yeah. So like the thing that I, I find I, people come to me with this question and I don't know if they do this to you and they might with dolls. Um, people will buy themselves a nice saddle as an example, because this is the one that people commonly come to me with and it'll be like, Hey, I got this cool saddle. And I'll be like, yeah, that is a cool saddle. And they're like, do you think it'll do well? <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not really how it works. <laughs> Let me talk to you about performance. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, whenever I see like an ad for a doll or a prop or a piece of tack for sale and people are like, you know, Nan qualified. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Only horses Nan qualify. Everything else is just the stuff you put right. on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and technically well, that's a whole setup, right? It's not. Yeah. 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 It's a moment in time. Yes. It's a, it's a snapshot and it's playing with miniatures and it's literally playing with my friends with my toys. So you know. See, I've always had the thing with like proxy showing for performance. I, I, I have a, a bit of an issue with it because I feel like performance is, you know, the person, the person setting up the entry has so much to do with that entry that like, yeah, anybody can go plunk your halter horse on the table. Yeah. I'm there um, with you, Jackie. I you know. sent a couple of horses down to Nan uh, with a couple of friends 2014 I think and one of them got champion in hunt seat and it was very exciting other than the fact that I had nothing to do with it other Mm -hmm. than it was my tack my doll my horse it was my friends who had set it up so it was exciting and it's like yay I have this plaque in this big fancy rosette that I didn't earn Mm. so yeah it was it was a bit of that a bit of that Cause like even in halter, even in OF, it's like you found the most perfect example of that particular horse that you could find probably, or got really lucky. Yeah. Um, so there's, there is actually some skill involved in it. I don't, I really, I don't possess the skill to be an OF show or the money to be an OF desire either, but yeah. Oh no, I, I hear I don't that. Have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like Briar's been up in their game. So I have oh, yeah. a, a few actual of models these days and those those shrinkies are are getting me oh my god i know can we, can we not go down the new briar no path? i know we we'll probably be here for should. 10 hours <laughs> talking about what they gonna shrink next well, and if like, we're gonna die okay well, well on, on, the, on the briar thing though i know for me i started out as an of of performance shower i moved to custom because what I wanted to do in performance, the OFs couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I have slowly drifted back into OF performance because of what's available. I do both. Mm-hmm. I started in OF performance because it was the horses I could afford. Yeah. And then I started um, working with Liesl. And I was sort of like, uh, she taught me to prep and I can prep anything because she taught me on old Ebro resins. So I literally can prep anything. I also hate prepping because of it, but I earned some resins because she would get like a a couple of different copies of them in and be like, oh, I want that. And she's like, it could be yours. I'm like, 
how many hours of work is this going to cost me? And mm. so I would slowly move up into being able to get some resins or I would buy the, the lower end secondhand ones. And it didn't matter because it's performance. As long as right. it works for performance, technically it's paint job is second best. Actually, I remember a story, one of yours, Jackie, I believe mm-hmm. you showed a horse that was broken and sticky wax together. Didn't yes. wasn't that you? That was me. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, a legendary story. Um, and didn't you get like some really great placings and champion or something like that? I, I feel like it was a, a heartwarming story. Possibly. <laughs> it was a, I know I've probably done this more than one time, but my, my reigning horse polka party hit the floor at Nan. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Black horse French resin concrete floor. I remember that. It was a bad day. That was a very um, bad day. And he was like my main deal and I was devastated. And Somebody brought me super glue and we caught, couldn't find half his ear. Danielle. She waxed half his ear to get, yeah. We did eventually find all his pieces, but he, he did show in most of his other classes kind of cobbled together. He did not place in anything. And I think I was just, my wind was so out of my sails at that point. Oh yeah. Um, well, that's the other problem with yeah. performance. If you're not feeling it for whatever reason, you might as well oh, yeah. just sit and talk to your friends because it's like, if you're not bringing, well, at least in region 10, yeah. if you don't bring your A game, you might as well just... Just enjoy what you're doing whatever yes. it is <laughs> enjoy what you're doing if you're not enjoying the showing go talk to your friends you know when yeah. you can do things like that that's and that's the thing you know performance is performance is intense and especially now if you want to do well if you go to a show to do performance you're going to be in it for you know eight hours like head down you know and i mean maybe yeah maybe because that depends upon what you decide you're doing if you're like, going, if you're going for the champion, if you're going to run the classes, like, yeah, yeah. But, mm, yeah, but okay. So at least, okay. You may have a different philosophy Anne, but when I go to a show, I definitely have my entries that I want to do well. I'm not necessarily aiming at a championship. I'm not necessarily aiming at a championship overall, as much as I'm going to take home as many blue ribbons as possible with different horses. Um, Yes and no. It actually depends on the show. Yeah, it depends on the show. So like if there's a show that ha- I'm going to say something that's going to sound really conceited and there's no way to say it without <laughs> do it. it. Not to but toot my this, own horn, but at toot. this point I've been showing in performance for oh, uh, <laughs> 14 years, I think. So I got to the point where if it was, if the show holder wasn't getting like a new style of rosette, I just didn't care about it anymore. Oh my God. I probably, <laughs> because. You know what year they're from. No, I don't even oh, care what hilarious. year they're from. I just, I look at the rosettes and I'm like, oh, that one's cool. Oh, that one's cool. That one's different. Or I look at it and it's like, okay, I have 50 of those. I could hold my own show with these and I just am not into it. I know that sounds really bad because I'm like, oh, no, I, I mean, so I get metal. it. I still have like but two bags of rosettes in my closet that I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I actually, uh, a couple years back, I went through all of my saved rosettes and I laid them out on my bed. They completely covered my bed. I took two pictures and I, I posted them, I think probably on the, uh, the region 10 Facebook group. And I said, whoever wants them, just let me know. And I have some that are almost like complete sets, which I offered back to the show hostesses who still held those particular shows mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, I've been doing it a long time and I 
again, there's not really a way to say this without sounding conceited, but I know what I'm doing. At least most of the time, there are days when I have no idea what's going on. But most of the time, I know what I'm doing, and, and I am good at winning. Not always, and I never expect to always win, but I had enough of them that there was, there was just the need to not keep them. So if it's a show that has like a new rosette or something really impressive or... Prizes. Um, <laughs> huh? Or prizes. <laughs> I don't necessarily like prizes because it depends what it is. If yes. like if I had been to the Jennifer show, I would have brought the guns blazing and apparently. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, maybe, maybe not. You well, never okay, so my the thing about the Jennifer <sighs> show that was most disappointing t- to me is I felt I didn't do very well, but I still did too good to get stuff the next day, like to get the bonus stuff the next day. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I was in this but sweet I, spot of bad, but not bad enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I, I love the the concept of prizes for every class. So, like my photo show that I'm gonna have is gonna have miniatures instead of ribbons, which I'm like, right. okay, I can do it on a small scale. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, that's kind of my <laughs> my philosophy with the miniatures you sent to us. Except for you know, there's gonna be a core group that are prizes, prizes, but. Yeah. Like distributing them out to people that, you know, are lower in the classes. So we spread the wealth, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's definitely the, the tricky part. And I love that concept, but like prizes at a show, it, it really depends what they are. It, like trophies. I have no desire to have a trophy. It is just a thing that's going to collect dust that I don't have space for that. I probably have to find room for in a box or throw out and feel bad. So if the, if the show holder will take it back, I usually give the trophies back because it's like, yeah, I won this. And that was my goal. I don't want it. I just want to see if I can win it. Yeah. So, uh, but depending on the rosettes, uh, I might try for a championship to try to get a cool rosette. There's some that are just cool or the, mm-hmm. the miniature ones that some show holders have now for like the overall champs, the ones that fit on the horse's necks. Yes. Oh. I need more of those in my life. Those are just, those, I will work for those. I will bring the A game and the plan and, and all of it. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just, there are certain classes that definitely I want to do well in them. And there's some where I'm like, I put it on the table because I wasn't doing anything else. Yes. And yes. yeah. That's, like there's, that's most of my Western performance showing at this point. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of the horses I throw in like Western pleasure. I'm like, I know it's not yeah. a pleasure horse. <laughs> I just want to see what would happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. How do you come up with ideas for entries? Um, it depends on the entry. Uh, so like the traditional classes, mm-hmm. I try to, um, I try to come up with something good. A lot of my eyes and ideas end up being really lame. I keep trying to come up with interesting Western trail entries because I've seen some really, really gorgeous stuff that people have set up, but I'm searching for patterns that, because I don't like to make my own patterns. I probably should just get over it and do it. Um, Who's going to know? Well, it's true, but it's like, if I haven't People that ride Western pattern work. People that ride Western, yeah. But it's like, even just something as simple as the poles that are raised on one side, I'm like, somebody tell me, and I still don't know the answer, but it's like, somebody tell me, is this something that would be noted on the pattern that the poles are raised and when are they and when are they not? And yeah. Um, 
So it's like, it's trying to find a way to stand out in a Western arena trail class when it basically is the poles class. It's like, that's the trick. So it's like, sometimes I can come up with something cool. Sometimes I can't. And I just try not to screw it up. I keep an eye out for anything horse related. So it's like, if something comes up on the internet or on uh, TV, not that I watch a lot of TV at this point, it's like everything is on a streaming service. Um, but yeah, I kind of, uh, so yeah, for the traditional classes, you know, pleasure, other, whatever, all of that. I just, I try to take a basic idea and see if I can just make it a little more interesting. And again, some of my ideas are lame. Sometimes it's because I'm not putting the effort in and I know it. So it's like, if the judge comes to nitpick an entry that I put no entry in, I'm like, really, I know it's bad. I know it's mediocre. I, I didn't expect too. it. I did not expect, because I'm trying to save them time. It's like, I know you're trying to help me, but I already know it's bad. So I already know what's wrong with it. And I knew it when I showed it. it to you and hoped you didn't notice. Yeah. Oh, I've totally, I didn't have said that. It's like, yeah, no, I knew that happened. And I was hoping you wouldn't notice, but you did. Good for you. Did. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like with the creative class lists that have been happening since Candyland, which P.S. Heather, that was brilliant. Just saying. <laughs> Um, I'll just, I'll take the basic idea. The very first one that I did was for Stacy, Stacy Lynn Milady's Medieval Madness. And the oh, class was that. Jester. And I was like, well, clearly I have to make a Jester doll because why not? Yeah. So then I did that. And of course it was pink and black because that's awesome. And it was me. And then I'm like, okay, well, I need more because pfft, there has to be a horse in this. Well, yeah, and you have to have a horse in a, a model horse performance entry. It's weird how they expect that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I started with the doll because it's me, and I don't always do that, but this time I did. And then I said, okay, well, let me make some documentation because I have literally had to choose while I was judging between two totally perfect amazing entries and it came down to one of them forgot her documentation and had a handwritten card in the other half like, uh, awesome mm -hmm. documentation because you know i show and judge in region 10 and that is a thing yeah and uh so i i took this jester doll and i said okay here's a way i can use my vaulting tack that i got in another class so then I decided, let's get silly and add animals because gestures were all about entertaining and let's make it funny and silly. So I got out a whole bunch of dogs and they all got little belled collars and little belled hats. It just went and, out of control. And oh, it kept growing. And then the, uh, the horse got the belled collar and the belled hat which if you've never made a belled hat for a horse, you should totally do it because it's just <laughs> so cute. And then, you know, I got to bring out things like rubber chickens. How often do you get to throw <laughs> rubber chickens in an entry? I know Jackie's done it. How often do you get to do it and have it like be relevant and not just there? So yeah, it kind of took on a life of its own and I loved it. And when I put it on the table and looked at everybody else's stuff, I'm like, if I don't get first in this one, I don't even know what the judge is doing because this mine was full of, it totally encompassed the entire theme of jester. 
it was very silly and out of control and the the animals were playing tricks on the doll and and it was it was funny and it told a story and then there was other stuff where i'm not even sure how they got there from the prompt but you know that's part of the fun of those classes is everybody oh, has yeah. a different idea but yeah no i just took it and i went i went completely insane with it because <laughs> it was fun um and then uh yeah, so sometimes, like, for the Mares in Black show that's coming up, I'm like, okay, here's my basic ideas, and I'll go and talk to a friend about it. And we'll just, she's like, well, when you said that prompt, I had this idea. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'll get ideas that way. It's like, okay, well, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think of that? And kind of bounce ideas. And sometimes I'll come up with something different, and sometimes I'll, I'll be more focused on, yes, I liked my original idea. And I'll go with that. I know that's like a vague roundabout answer, but I just, uh, sometimes I come up with good ideas and I run with them. And sometimes I have no ideas and I go, well, I have stuff that I can put on the table. (laughs) Do you have, because what I do is when I see something, like I'll see something and be like, that would be cool to do someday. And I'll like squirrel away the images, you know, in a Google doc somewhere for future I wish I could say yes, but usually- I am so squirrel in my life that I go, oh, that would be so neat. I should go and save that. And then I go to open a tab and I forget why I opened the tab because I did 15 things before I got to the document to save anything. So I'd love to pretend that I have a file, but I don't. (laughs) I should, but I don't. That's all right. Everybody (laughs) does it differently. (laughs) Yeah. What's the favorite setup you've done? Oh, you have my one. favorite. Well, They're like that, children sometimes. <laughs> that is another tricky one. Any of the um the really creative setups that I've come up with where I can use a lot of dolls or a lot of miniatures or both, I always absolutely love. Like I, I do a picnic at a horse show setup, which actually started because I was going for a championship in the I believe it was other performance division at a show and that class came after showmanship or it was a scene class and I, and it came right after showmanship. So I said, okay, well, what can I do where I don't have to do a tack change because tech changes make me completely crazy. You know, it's like, Especially I don't big have ones. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't have time in between the class too, because I don't want the judge to have to be like, okay, come on, time's running out. And those classes always seem to come at the end of the day when everybody's tired. So I knew I didn't want to. So I came up with the, the picnic at the horse show idea because I could literally just take the doll and the horse out of showmanship and plop them on the new table in the new scene and have it work out because the explanation is that everybody's having a picnic in between their classes and then, you know, whoever, whoever showed up uh, after her showmanship class and it worked. And that has grown over the years. It now has like a huge snack table covered in miniature food and um, (laughs) there's dogs in it because it's a horse show. You need to have some dogs because of course. Um, And I get to use like eight dolls uh, in the scene, which you don't get to do that too much. (laughs) So those are fun anything that came from a prompt like I had one at a summer show which was summer fun and I did an entire beach party 
with a cookout and mm-hmm. a campfire that glowed. And I just took it to the extremes and got to use lots of miniatures and lots of dolls. And it was really colorful. And But it also told a story. It's like the dolls that were hanging out by the fire were interacting with each other and um, yeah, stuff like that. But I, I think always my favorites will be any therapeutic riding entries or showmanship because I absolutely love the both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think well, you, you said this a couple of times, but I think the best performance entries are the ones that do tell a story that you don't necessarily need to read the explainer card to, to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my <coughs> biggest things uh, always is to make dolls look less like dolls. So if they're realistic, but they're vaguely looking off into the distance, they look like a doll. Mm-hmm. Or if like their, their butts hovering above the saddle in just such a weird way, you're like, yeah, that's not even kind of realistic. Um, just seeing what I can do to make them look more human. And if there's more than one doll in the scene and they're supposed to be looking at each other, they should be looking at each other. Right, um, right. Yeah. I, that's one of the things, you know, I appreciate about really good performance is um, the storytelling, but also the authenticity and the the experience of looking at how everything is just so, right, that the eye lines are right, that people understand, um, you know, like you were talking about trail, but uh, also with, um, you know, dressage and stuff like that. Or, mm. you know, some of the really super clever entries sometimes don't do it for me because they've thrown the kitchen sink in, but as a yeah. whole, it doesn't really feel real. It doesn't work. There are all these tells that they were trying too hard to, to get all this cleverness going and left out the heart of it. You know what I mean? They tried for the wow. Yeah. They tried right. for the wow factor before they got down clean and correct. Right. Yeah. yeah I think Buxton calls them kitchen sink entries, but yeah, oh, it's nice. Yeah. So you, you want to, you want to look at something. Hannah bear is so good at that type. Oh of thing. gosh. Yeah. You Amazing. know, and, and, yeah. and you just look at it and you're like, everything is just so. Like and, the dirt on her pro yeah, yeah, stuff is right. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I was, uh, the, just the other day, I was looking at um, photos from the Jennifer show again, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I'm like, wow, I got lazy. I need to up my game in all ways. I need to make dirty, dirty props. And yeah. I need to the, the Jennifer stuff. show is brutal. Oh, it was God. just uh, brutal. It was a bloodbath. It like was, people, it was, people that normally roll with their A game and they, they come and they're keyed up. They came, all of them had to come for their, with their A game, A game, like, right. Yeah. The top yeah. 10% of what they can do. So it was just. Oh yeah. Even oh, yeah. just watching from home, I had some really, really severe FOMO about it. <laughs> <I'm sure>. But <laughs> I also was just looking at some of the stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm lame. I'm lazy. I need to, you know, find find the spark again. Cause every once in a while I go through phases where I'm like, I just want to sell everything and I don't want to do performance and I don't want to have horses. I'll keep like a couple and I don't want to do it. And, and then, you know, it becomes not winter and I feel better about life mm. and I go, okay, so now I need to do something, but, and it depends on the day, but sometimes I'm really motivated to try harder. And sometimes I'm like, meh, that's, I, I that. think, I, don't, that's I think that's normal. I think, that's normal. I think, Packing up and blowing it out for for showing is is cyclical depending on your mental health and the time of year. Like you said, Jackie's mm-hmm. was talking about when we recorded last night about how the winter is really tough on her for for seasonal seasonal I, kind of. I get like every 
every time the seasons change, I have two weeks of super severe lack of motivation. And then in the winter, I just kind of want to hibernate because I'm cold and I hate Mm. being cold. uh, So it's a struggle. But um, the creative classes where it's like, you just get the prompt. Those have been, those have been life for me as far as performance showing. Cause it's like, I might look at the traditional classes and go, okay, I'm going to set those up and put them in and do my best unless I don't really have anything good. And then I might put it on the table or I might skip it depending on how I feel when the class comes. But the creative ones, I will put so much into those ahead of time and plan it out and think, how is this going to work? And can it work? And how can I make, you know, the campfire flicker? It's just weird stuff. You know, I find how do I, how do I bring that extra level to amuse myself and still make it correct and tell the story? Because that's, that's the performance showing is all about the storytelling. It's, it's the snapshot of real life. So I find that at this point with performance showing for me, because I've been doing it 25 years, 30 years, <laughs> um, I, I've got to gotten to a point where if I've got a standard class list, I can look at it and be like, okay, well, I'm going to take this horse and do this setup and blah, blah, blah. And I have things like packed in boxes in such a way I can just, it's very modular. I can just pull out exactly what I want and yeah. go. And I know how to work with most of it. Um, I have a couple of things that I have to play with still to really get, but you know, I can go to a show and run through a standard class list. And sometimes I'll run two or three horses in a class through the whole show, because that's what I need to do to keep myself entertained during the day. Um, But like, like Candyland with that whole, that whole, you know, weird creative class list was, it was so much more fun to just, cause you had to come up with something different almost for each class. Like, and I almost showed a different horse on each class. With those class lists, I sort of feel like that brings us back to when we first started performance yes. showing yeah. and that newness. Everything was so new at the beginning where you're like, okay, I really have to think about all of the details. But when you've been showing for a long time, you can say to a friend who sends you a horse to proxy, yeah, I'm pretty positive I can get you the NAN cards you need. Right. And it's like, you just, not that you feel like you're the best all the time, but you're confident that you're good enough that you can get a Western in English and another performance card without too much thought involved. And I know that sounds bad, but I mean, there's... But but it doesn't sound bad because it's, I mean, performance showing, I think, is a skill. And if you've been practicing a skill for 20 years, at some point you've you've improved on it. And especially if you're in an environment like Region 10, as an example, where it's kind of a pressure cooker and you have, you know, six or seven people who are all kind of at the same level and all kind of pushing each other. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that makes a difference. Like if you're somewhere where you're, you're the only fish in the pond, you can definitely get lazy because you don't have to work as hard to do as well. But if you're someplace where there's, you know, several people like you and you're all kind of shoving each other. Um, I, you know, you do get better over time and, and performance showing, I also think is a little bit, it's not like if you stop doing it for a while that you lose a lot of, like, you're not losing muscle memory and stuff like that. It's it's not like if I stop running for six months, I have to kind of build back up to get to where I was. Yeah. I'm familiar with stopping running and trying (laughs) to get back where you were. Performance (laughs) showing is not like that. (laughs) 
so much because you can kind of like, you know, the horse doesn't change. I I think if you walk long enough, you lose your ability to do the fiddly stuff fast, though. Oh, I, I don't maybe. know about that yeah. because I, I, because well, I practice that at home before. Okay, I practice before I go to a show, especially if I'm doing oh, something new. I don't. I, don't. I practice this. Aaron, Aaron practices. Yeah, as I take well. a Aaron thousand Corbett. pictures of it, and I, you know, I sit back and look at the pictures because when I look at the pictures, that's when I catch the dumb crap that I didn't catch looking at it live. Yeah, and then I make myself <laughs> notes. Make sure. You're guilting Anne out. Make, make sure to practice. You know, make yeah. sure you do X, Y. Well, I, I if I go you know, before the calamity here, if I went to a show twice a year, that was a lot lately. I know. I miss you, Jackie. I miss everybody, too. You know, the last last year I went to two shows in Colorado and that was it. And, you know, know, I was jealous of your showing in Colorado. I really was because all of those... I just, one of these days I have to go to a Colorado show because I just feel like the atmosphere and the people and, you know, the level of competition, it's like, it's, it sounds like at least region 10 level, yeah. but like with different people. Yeah. <laughs> so, you Which know, that's fun. fun. We yeah. definitely know how to throw a show out here. Yeah. And they're fun. They're fun. So I don't know. Is there any dream setup you haven't done you would like to? Okay, so it is like sky's the limit. We're not talking about this is stuff you necessarily could put on tomorrow. Nothing that like I, I thought about this, and there's like nothing that comes to mind that it's like, oh, I'd love to do this, and I just haven't. Because usually, if I if I get an idea about something, it's not so big. Maybe I'm just not very creative after all. <laughs> but it's like it's never so big that I couldn't make it happen. Right. So usually. What I'll do if I get a new idea is like, oh, okay, I got to figure out how to do that. And I'll figure, where does it go? Is it going to be a scene? Can, it, can I squish it into some, usually it's a scene. But I think what I would really love to do is redo my entry that I set up for the 2020 class in the pandemic performance panorama and actually get my vision across because I had this idea in my head which was just basically 2020 <laughs> in all its parts with a horse in it. Um, because of course it's a horse show. So it's like, I had the, the person wrapped in their quilt in their house, surrounded by horse books and snacks, watching TV and on the news was murder hornets and <laughs> outside, the front door, outside the front door of the house was a pile of packages. Um, and then there was a guy on a horse with a bag of money and a shopping cart full of toilet paper and water bottles and <laughs> disinfecting wipes and a sign where it's like hand sanitizer oh is like $10 and toilet paper was $5 a roll. And so I had all of the price gouging and hoarding in there. And a lady was chasing him down the street. They're both wearing masks. So by the way, and you know, <laughs> she's chasing him down the street with a handful of money. And when I set it up, I had, um, well, I set it up really cheesy because I didn't have time to actually build a one ninth scale house <laughs> or space to put it if I had done it. Um, so I, I made it, yeah, right. I made it very, very cheesy and I built, um, I built it out of cardstock. So I had a living room wall with the TV on it and then, uh, taped slightly in front of it on one of my props boxes was the front door of the house. And it just, it would have worked okay in 
a live show setting, but I could not photograph it in the way that all of that madness came through. It just, it looked okay. You couldn't see the, uh, the lady in the house surrounded by her books and snacks. You could see her a little bit, but you couldn't see all of her, her stuff. And you could barely see the packages because the horse was in the way. That was definitely something that needed to be seen in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. In person. Or I need to have better photography skills, which is, is something I'm not particularly good at. Um, so yeah, I would, I would totally love to build at least part of a one ninth scale dollhouse so I can have where you can see into the house, into the living room and like maybe, you know, stacks of toilet paper and snacks and wrapped up in the cozy quilts. And then the people outside in their masks and packages everywhere and price gouging and all of it. (laughs) And it was such an epic idea in my head and did not translate well, at least not in the time I had to try to make it all work because we were getting into the beginning of the school year and I I work at a high school, which has been just (laughs) weird. (laughs) (laughs) Just So I told everybody I work with, I said, so 2020, 2021 school year is going to be weird, but I'm good with weird. So we're going to embrace the weird. (laughs) No, there's no other way to do it. Uh, Yeah. So definitely I would like to, set that up in a way that it looks like I did more than print out a house on cardstock. And because I actually put a lot of effort into that class, but the, in the photograph, it doesn't really look it. And it didn't, half the ideas didn't come across well. And it wasn't as fun. But Sometimes you just need time for things to percolate in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's, but I have like the most perfect vision in my head of how this would work and how it should look. And I had all the elements in there and they just did not translate, not to a photograph. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, sometimes you need time for that stuff to, for that. How do I, how do I present it in the right way to kind of come across to you? Oh yeah. And I keep thinking about it and I'm like, okay, I could even just do one room of a house with a front window and a door because if it was at a live show someday, I fully believe we'll have those again. Yeah. Um, I I have faith. Yeah. And it's like, if you have just one room with a window and a front door or an open top so somebody can see into the living room and the, the person in their quilt and their chair being comfy, you know, I got to make some bunny slippers for the doll. <laughs> now that I think of this, it, bunny slippers are the way. See, yes, you just got to talk through it, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll just see, this is what I do. I get an idea and I talk to people and, and sometimes even just random things I say. Um, but yeah, I would definitely love to set up that entry in a way that what I see in my head translates to what whoever is viewing it sees. Yeah. If that made any sense at all. Yeah. yeah no, that totally, totally makes okay, sense. Cool. It's the whole point. All right. So got anything else to add in that we didn't ask you? Um, and what would you tell, what would you tell people that want to get into performance and they're intimidated by people at, you know, at the top of their game, like you, how to, how do you develop? How do you not get discouraged? And, you know, well, you kind of have to go in with the idea of this is going to be fun and educational expect to lose. 
especially if you're showing. Yeah. yeah, At first, I mean, don't expect to lose forever because if you're losing forever, you're doing something wrong and you should probably figure out what it is, but don't go in expecting to win everything or even anything. If you place, you know, yay, cool, but do your homework, um, study real horse show entries, go on YouTube, watch all of it, you know, pleasure and, and take note of weird stuff that you would never think of. Like, exactly where the girth hits on the horse because that was one of my struggles during the first show I'm like I would look at it and go well that kind of looks right maybe I don't know don't expect to win everything don't expect to win anything watch real horse stuff look at all the pictures and then practice at home or at shows I don't really have the space or the time to practice at home so I usually don't I would like to, but I don't, I'm going to pretend, I'm not going to pretend because I just don't. Um, and then, uh, set it up and look at it and, and yeah, take the pictures and then study the pictures. And if you're brave or foolish, maybe both post them on a, a regional group or a performance group and say, Hey, you know, what can I improve? But probably better would be ask the judge, ask other performance showers, especially the ones that do really well. Don't just assume they do well because of some bias. I've had friends, like I will never, ever forget my jump flags because a friend was judging at regionals and I didn't have them. And she whispered something very threatening to me about forgetting my jump flags. And I have never, ever forgotten my jump flags again. But yeah, don't, don't expect to do well, but do your best and ask if something does really badly or not as well as you think you should have done, ask, but with an open mind. Don't, don't go, well, why didn't it do well? Well, maybe you're not as good as you think. Yeah. Or maybe someone else was better. Maybe someone yeah. else was better that day. That happens. But and if it, you go yeah. into Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny to me as a judge when people come up and you can see that they're surly about how they placed. And you can see, I've seen it go either way. I've seen people flounce when they don't get the answer they want. But I've also seen people realize that there's a method that you know mm-hmm. why you place things that you did. And you're, if you're easily able as a judge to explain to them why they ended up where they did, there's, you know, a large part of people will take it to heart, right? Yeah. And they will learn from it. And that's, that's like every performance show in every class is an opportunity to learn something new. Even if it's just looking at what other people have on the table, maybe an entry you see is going to spark an idea of your own that it might've started with the inspiration of somebody else's entry, but then it it could turn into something completely different. Whatever you need to find inspiration, just watch horses and watch other people's show and look at show photos and Mm -hmm. make note of like the details, like where exactly do those bridle straps fall on the horse and Mm -hmm. how close are the straps to the ears? How close is too close? And how does the rider hold the reins? I've seen so many entries where it's like, why did that place so well? The reins are upside down and it's, it's details and not everybody catches them when they judge, when they show everybody has a bad day and they might Mm -hmm. judge weirdly or show weirdly or, but yeah, for anybody new, I'd say start small, pick 
a class or a division. Don't try to do everything. Like choose your favorite. If you have one tax set, I mean, don't give me the excuse. I only have one tax set and no dolls. I feel it's a crime to show without a doll, but that (laughs) it can be done. It can be done. And I have done it. But only once because I would rather scratch the horse and show without a doll. So because the I one just class that wrong. I, the one class that I won at the Jennifer show, no doll. Oh, ouch! Yeah, <laughs> it was a parade entry. I well, didn't have a doll. It was appropriate oh, okay. for it. And, and not to not but, to date ourselves, but it used to be that dolls were so bad and hard to position. Yeah. We don't have that issue yeah. anymore. Oh no, we don't. But a doll would hurt you more than help you. Yeah. No, nine times no out of ten. True. Unless they were super customized, right? You'd yeah. have this and then they were beautiful super, entry, super and then you'd have this doll like that looks like yeah. a doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely I have I have even told people, even though I would prefer to scratch my entries than show without a doll, I had some entry where the reins were too short to work with a doll. And somebody said uh. to me, just show without the doll. And I was like, oh, You're like, oh no. what's wrong with you? <laughs> Stop it. It's, do you know who I am? But anyway. <laughs> Actually, Anne, I have, a, I have a funny doll story for you. I'm um, ready. Okay. So I put pictures of uh, one of my Legend of Zelda entries on my Instagram. And it's, you know, the one with the link jumping over the the guardian okay that i love that crazy so thing. much i love that so much but i put it on on instagram and i had a cosplayer email me asking me how big that guardian was and what i made it out of because they did not realize it was a doll nice they nice. thought it was a real person i was like yes yeah well that is a fantastic story you just made my day <laughs> like, like, like that's a doll what that is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, for the new showers, I would say, and I have told people, it's like, look, if you can't get the doll to sit well, leave it off. Yes, coming from me, that sounds weird. But mm. as a judge and a performance shower, it's like, yes, I would prefer to scratch my entries than show without a doll most of the time. But that's just me. I've also been doing it for a long time and skipping a class doesn't phase me. It's not a crisis. It's not the end of the world. So, you know, either I didn't have time or I didn't feel like it or whatever. It's totally fine. But, you know, if you're new and you're learning and you can't get your doll to behave, the doll becomes, and it's just going to sound so bad for me, but the doll becomes irrelevant to the scene. If you can get everything else to be correct and you can't get the doll to be correct, leave the doll off and make sure to flip your stirrups and make sure to put the reins roughly where they would be if there was a rider. Yeah. And then, yeah, start small, start with a class, start with a division and take pictures and ask advice, not necessarily on the internet because it's dangerous. Find somebody who is into performance, which at a performance show is not hard to find. You can find mm-hmm. people into performance. And use our help. mentoring program. We have performance <laughs> experts. Oh, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, I'm like, I totally need to sign up for that program. And then I go, I don't have time for my life. I don't have time for, you know, anything else. But uh, yeah, start small, pay attention to details, go into it with an open mind. Don't expect to win everything. I mean, even for experienced showers, don't expect to go into things like you're going to you're going to be the best and you're going to do the best. Go I'm going to do my best. And if I win, cool. Yeah. Because I mean in 
any aspect of life, really, you should compete with yourself, not necessarily mm-hmm. with other people. And I know that's hard for Jackie because Jackie's super competitive. That's and hard for anybody easy. that's competitive. <laughs> People's that's go-to true. is to compare themselves to other people. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, in my, in my life, I have to teach the kids all of the time. You need to be your best. Your best is not necessarily going to be anyone else's best. And your best might be better than their best, or it might be worse. But you, if you do a little better at whatever it is every time, then that eventually you'll get there and you'll win the championships. Probably not all of them. And, you know, if you're winning all of them, maybe start helping other people to be better. Yeah. So you have some competition. Because, you know, being the best in a class of one is, is lame. Yeah, agreed. It's oof, no fun. Mm. I would probably stop showing if, like, nobody else was putting in the effort. But in this region, when we get new people who start showing and they like really start showing, they do these, they pull out these amazing new creative things. I'm like, Oh damn, they still have the fire and I don't let me get some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, people get upset about not winning, but winning all the time is boring. It's boring. Like you can't want to win all the time. That's not how you grow. Winning doesn't teach you anything. I mean, there's oh, definitely absolutely. like, there's definitely smaller shows around here. I don't go to because I don't want to be that jerk rolling in, you know, <laughs> hey, the, one who there's, yeah. the one who there's no way not to sound conceited. It's like, I'm going to yep. come in and dominate this show. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to yeah. be that person. It's not fun for anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So probably should wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Anne. Thanks, Anne. That was awesome. It was well, awesome. Thank you for having me on and, you know, and try not to feel like I pale by comparison to everybody else who's going to be on. <laughs> you shouldn't. I know. Well, just, at you know. some point we should do like a round table with three or four performance people. So yeah. back for that. Oh, all of the ideas I could get from that. Mares in Black podcast. All right, we're back with Instagram. We'll start with Instagram in progress. Yes. I love this 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 image. I don't know what this is like. It's it's like Phil Spector on an album. Cover. I, was, I was gonna say this is like like 1987, you know, hair metal. It's the base city rollers. <laughs> So we're supposed to have a white sneak video. This, this could have gone. This could have gone oh, in funny. Actually, the third picture, he looks like he's in the Ramones. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. And I'm actually not the only person to note that. I just saw somebody making a comment about it. Oh yeah, it's Amelia. She's like, well, that's a cool hairdo horse version of Joey Ramone. Uh, so yeah, this is Ella Zarzek of uh, Metalfish Studios. And this horse looks a lot tamer later in her Instagram, but I couldn't help. This is, yeah, this in progress is amazing. The in progress of this horse's <laughs> hairdo. Just hilarious. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, next up, DJB Studios. 
So she was on the show last yeah. week as our interview, and she was talking about her first original sculpture, and this is a picture of okay. it. Okay. So you can see the wire in the uplifted foreleg. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still got a long ways to go with this is piece. Is it a, it a looks... sculpture or is it a custom? Because the, the leg that's raised? That's a wire. No, but look at the brown parts. I think that's clay. There's like a... I'm pretty sure this, this is an original sculpture. sculpture. Okay. She's got pictures of him further along, too, which is cool. Yeah. No, I, th- I think he's custom, Heather. Oh, maybe not. No, nope, it, maybe not. Nope. Nope. It, nope. If you go all no, the way down, all the way you'll down see the and base sculpture. kind of click in closer, yeah. I see it. All right. Yeah, there's a sculpture of it just with the wire yeah, and the base. I see it now. Uh, she just has two different colors of filling. I think one's epoxy and one's clay. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah. I'm all confused. Old. Well, I mean, fair. She does she does a lot of customs. Yeah. But I know she said on the show she was working on an original yeah. sculpture, and I think that's it. If it's not, let us know. Yeah. Aw. And what else? Pippa Ponies. Pippa Pones and her smiley. Aw. I like smiley. He's getting his clothes. He's getting his pinto paint job. Look at his little face. He's so... I love smiley's I face. Too. It's so kind. I love smiley. And I love this paint job, and he's going to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I love the little smoosh on his face. I do, too. That is, like, my favorite part. <laughs> I love me a good, simple babe, Tobiano Pinto. Yeah. They're just so pleasing. Yes, agree. Agree. Interesting fun picks. Starting off with paw print saddle. Oh, my. I love this. I know. Holy cow. I love it. I can stare at it for hours. I love a good, well-organized tack room. And it doesn't matter what scale it is. uh, And I like this a pile. Yep. There's no cobwebs or, you know, dirt on the I can walk in there and I know it's going to smell like leather. And probably that wood is a little oiled. Mm. Yep. And she's got model horses in her tack room. That's cute. It's adorable. It is adorable. Oh, look, love look it. at the organization. I love it. I oh. know. Sarah, I'm going to be talking to Sarah this weekend, too. Yay. Yay. Lauren Hofer has done a uh, planes uh, picture one. of... I did. You did. Kylie and Greg. Oh, well. <laughs> Who were they? <laughs> Or Kylie and Greg. I mean, <laughs> let's finish Lauren. Okay, and we'll then we'll back. come back. All right. Uh, so Lauren did this really great scene with some micro zebras painted in different versions. One's at the watering hole, mm-hmm. two are trotting along. Scoot two and Mad Wave, Wave. I'm not sure how to say yeah. that. Mad Hughes, Plains and Gravy Zebras. And they're just hanging out. These are all for sale or were for sale. She offered them up. Yep, two of them were up for auction. One was a first come, first serve. But this is a really cool yeah, picture. Yeah, it is a really cool picture. It. It's actually a series of the one standing standalone, but the first picture is the one I'm interested yeah. in, and it's really well done. Hmm. Cool. And they're so cute. I love these kind of scene pictures so much. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now on to Greg and Kylie. Who? You know, when you have dolls of like yourself, it's way too, it's, it, it, the entertainment possibilities are almost literally endless. This is, this is Kylie <laughs> and her Greg, her Kylie doll and her Greg doll. Mm-hmm. 
And Greg is on Vermeer yep. with a, a taco yep. and a six pack of Coronas trotting along. Yep. And Kylie is straddling a, a tadpole. A tadpole with Starbucks. Yeah, uh, I just, I, I know I've never met Greg, but I feel like this is probably in character. She says, I don't know about you, but I just consume my own body weight and tacos from both land and sea. And now I'm in fetal position trying to digest. <laughs> Since it's Taco Tuesday and Tacked Up Tuesday and National Beer Lovers Day. So that's the whole theme here. I like the taco. It cracks me up. Tiny Kylie is no doubt caffeinating hard. It, it, caffeinating because homeschooling tiny humans is hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is a great picture. Funny. Uh, Kylie. Uh, the one thing I appreciate, I appreciate about Kylie is she doesn't take herself too yes. seriously funny stuff amber briars (laughs) you know i'm sorry but the sunglasses make this it's like it's like michael myers right from halloween (laughs) having the glasses on so this is literally a ghost horse it's a horse he's wearing a sheet and his ears are poking out i think i think it's oak i'm pretty sure it's oak and he's got a sheet on with sunglasses and his ears are poking out of the top (laughs) it's amazing this is amazing. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, that is. Uh, this is the kind of thing I want to see for our yes. photo show. Like, like just, just outrageous. Just be silly. Just be outlandish. As long as it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. For the division. Yeah, we'll be fine. Hell, even if it doesn't. <laughs> that's right. It's our show. <laughs> we can say what goes. Lord, this is a collection. Mm, the Steingators are monsters. So... So these are all variations of, you know, the Bourbon Street models, which is the, uh, you know, purple with the gold mane and tail. The first one of these was uh, the, the Legionaro that's here because it was just the table model for, our, I think, what the, like the very, very first Briar. The Velvet Rope? No, no, it wasn't Velvet Rope. It was called Premier. Um, oh, was yeah, it? Because I went to it. And that was the table favor. Like that was the very first time they did this kind of right. stuff. It was in 2002. We got tour of the factory. Right. It was so exciting. I had a great time. And then there was mini bourbon street from 2014. And I want to say that was another, that, that was, was another my, Briar that was event. Our, that was the one we went to. That, that was, was Big Easy Bash. Big Easy Bash. Yeah. Okay. And then the, the five gator in this colorway is a one of a kind. Is it really? That's what it says. Yeah. Well, is it an auction horse? I don't know. I don't remember being an auction horse, but the 2013 was some time ago. <laughs> yeah. So technically that came out before the mini did. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice collection that worth, That's worth some scratch. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Briar realistic pictures. Mm, I like this horse. They're killing it. I like this horse. This big chunky bunky dapple gray with the soft background. Mm. Almost looks like an oil painting. This Almost. is such a dope picture. Yeah. I think this is a CM Valentin. I think you're right. He looks um, alive, though. Really contrasty dapple gray. Just gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. The, they don't say who the artist is. Yeah. They may be the artist. I'm not sure. Got a little bit of nose pinking and. Lots of hair. Yeah. Lots of hair that's blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Really, really pretty. Yeah. Good horse. Nice horse. Nice horse. And finally, we're back to Sarah Bowman with uh, 
her her own she's got an elaborate setup for her own personal cats and she has recreated it in she one has nine. recreated her cat tree yep and it's amazing it is cats now, oh she has three black cats a couple of them have white on them one of them doesn't and yeah her, she has this blue and white. we have a cat tree that's very similar with the three top laying towers and a couple of apartments yeah and, and well, it's got the the string the rattan or whatever that is yeah yeah, it's got the the rattan scratching posts and the little danglies, and it's just perfect. I love it. Her cat stuff just cracks me up. I just love all the model cats, though. I know. The model cats are amazing. I know. And I have some model cats. I have a model cat that Sermelli made for my, of Sammy, I think I've mentioned yeah, it Yeah, so I've seen my, well, I have a Kiko. Oh, that's right. Nikki Kiko. made you that. Yeah, Sermelli yeah, was my secret Santa one year. Nice. And I got and I got a I got a one nice scale Sammy out of it. That's a good that's a good secret <laughs> Santa present. Yeah, but back to this cat tree. Yeah. I just love it. This is such this is such a great achievement. I love it. Yeah. Way <laughs> to go, Sarah. Appreach. Appreach. Wow. Well, we kind of blew through that. No, eh? I'm like, I feel like this was like super quick. Yeah, why don't an hour? Mm. Uh, so we're going to close the show. Yeah. Uh, we're always looking for sponsors for the always. show to advertise and do shout outs and ads and all that kind of good stuff. I know there's not a lot to advertise yeah. right now, but you know, Hey, hey. come at us. We tried. <laughs> uh, also always looking for youth mentoring, mentee stuff. I gotta, I, I, I say this every show. I gotta, re- I gotta reach back out to Grace. I'm sorry, Grace. I have been a hot mess. Grace, just email her because yeah, she's terrible. It's gonna, and it's gonna get worse <laughs> because the, the days are short and it, I just, it, it's not gonna go well. But Grace, just, just message me if you need to vent. Call me. Yeah, <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> that's cool. I'm the cool. I'm, I'm the cool aunt. <laughs> See, you know, it's just Jackie's mental health does not do well. And, you know, like, usually I'm hitting this after after Halloween. The fact that I feel this way now really worries me. <laughs> really You'll be fine. You're going to be fine. <sighs> I hope so. Anyway. Next show, performance series with Aaron Corbett. Yep. Of Corbett Satterley and other. And Briar West and. Briar West and what else? The Dead Thread, the Epic Thread, and Nobody, what else is her claim to fame? Like, wait, the Epic Thread has been dead for several years, though. The, it, it was the anniversary today of the of its the founding. Epic yeah, yeah, of its founding seven years seven ago. Seven years ago, crazy. There are people going, "What are you talking about?" I know. <laughs> I love the people in the thread are like, "What is this about?" It's like, like, "Duh." Don't worry I don't about know it. if we could. We, we can't. Could, it, we can't explain it. We're all kinds of like you know, world takeover plans made. And- <laughs> For friendships forged and then burned to the ground. Lost. Yeah, I mean, it was drama. <laughs> drama is what the thread yeah, is. Yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to plug our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Mares in Black. No spaces. Yes. $1 to $12. Yep. One size fits everybody. Pretty much. Limited budgets are welcome. Yes. Come join us on Discord. You get Discord. a lot for a, a buck. Yeah. So. Come join us know. on Discord and hang out with Splain Man. Yeah. I can hang, hang out with Splain Man on Discord. You get a welcome package. Sure. Everybody gets a welcome package, which is yep. buttons and stickers and what else? Uh, oh, uh, 
a welcome letter and yeah. 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 So and groovy. First batch of those going out probably Monday. Yep. Yeah. T-shirts next month for the herd yep. murders. We got to wait for a pay cycle to go through yeah, so we can afford so them. We can afford them. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave you alone and let you enjoy your weekend. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. Woohoo. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Bye. Bye. The Mares in Black Podcast, created and hosted by Heather Malone and Jackie Rossi. Written by Heather Malone. Produced by Heather Malone, Jackie Rossi, and Joshua Wessner. Edited by Joshua Wessner. Engineered at Two Ton Studios. Fulfillment Enforcer, Jackie Rossi.